We good. Are you ready? Let's go. All right, yo, what's up? It's your boy D Starks. Starks artist. You are now tuned in to the Justice from Podcast where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. Let's get it. Let's go. We back. Episode 91. We've got a very, very special episode for y'all today. I'm really excited to get into, but Y'all know what it is. We're about to go straight into the putting you on segment of the podcast. The last few days, I've actually been going through playlists and different songs on YouTube, looking up different artists, trying to find a song, and couldn't really find one that hit. But I was actually on Instagram this morning, and someone, shout out Justin, actually sent us a song. It's called Deliver Me by Kijan Boone. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And I listened to it. I just showed Jordan in. I was like, yo, this is crazy. Uh, like, this is tough. the one. So that's what we coming with today on this Friday going into the weekend. Shout out Justin, man. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. It was so many times I really was lost. Asking the Lord, which way do I walk? I felt convicted. I used to live deep in that sand. My life was just really the cost. And I ain't even saying I'm perfect, yeah. but all of the bad yeah. in my life had to just yeah. get off. And the way that I'm living is because I got G.O.D. with me, so start asking me what's the sauce. Yeah, I won't say I don't be tempted, but I fight it with prayer. Never gonna lose. I can do stuff that I've been did. If I think about the past, then I'm never gonna move. And no, I do not do no way. I think about the past, I'm never gonna move. Right what? Through, and he gonna direct me to make the right move. Watch him deliver me. Ain't no way down. Yeah, ain't no way down. Uh, I was way down. Couldn't stay down. God told me move. I won't hesitate now. What? He be carrying on my way round. Yeah. yeah. Just give him praise. And like all your faith, that's just all it takes mm. now. Yeah. Cause you don't know when it's gonna end. It could just be any day now. I just been stepping on the devil neck. Used to fight demons. I just felt possessed. <laughs> He's going crazy. Refresh. I remember what? back then I would worry about a check. Now I feel like I'm really being tested. Yeah. He's trying to see what I do next. And Lord, I know I always just got to check in on my life a mess. It was so many times I really was lost. Asking the Lord, was where do I walk? I was uh. I used to look deep in that sand. My life was just really the cost. And I ain't even saying I'm perfect, but all of the bad in my life had to just knock it off. Oh, and the okay. way that I'm living is because I got G.O.D. with yeah. me. So start asking me yeah. what's the sauce. Hey. Yeah, I won't say I don't be tempted, but I fight it with prayer. I'm never going to lose. Oh yeah, he got it. He got it. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. So that's "Deliver Me" by Kijan. Boom. That one's fire. Y'all go support. Stream available everywhere. And and if you ever have. Any song you got on repeat, you've been listening to, obviously, feel free to DM us, comment, facts, facts. send it in. We're going to check it out. Yeah. We're going to make that playlist super soon as well. So we got y'all with that. But yeah. And actually, I was going through, I was on Instagram and I had to play this. This relates too really well to what we're going to be getting into today. This is Keon Henderson preaching. He went crazy on this run. You don't find out who your real friends are until you become a burden. Uh-oh, wake that up. <laughs> you don't know who really got you until you become a burden. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have money, Fact. and when you don't have transportation, and when you got to take all your kids and move it into their house, and, and they don't have the room, but they have the heart. That's hard. See, help ain't about substance. Help is about heart. I don't have to have enough bedrooms, but if I love you, I'll put all my kids in the bed with me. 
I like that. Wake that up, Patrick King. That was good. But yeah, you don't know who your real friends are until you become a burden. Mm. That's real. It's a bar. That's real. But no, I'm ready. You ready? Let's go. To tap in and get into it. So, like I said, I'm really excited about this episode. We're partnering with Orange on this one, which is a company and collective of people. And their mission is to just align the church and the family. So a big part of what they do, they create resources like curriculum and training for churches, essentially. So when you think about like Sunday school, Wednesday night Bible studies and your youth groups and whatever that looks like, they help different churches come up with what's going to be taught on those days. What's the best thing for kids to be learning? We can talk about all the way from like kindergarten, sixth grade, from middle school, all the way to high school. So they kill it. Their passion is just about educating and empowering like young individuals the next phase of generations so that's us and so i'm really excited about this and when we were talking one thing that we wanted to bring to the podcast today and really speak on is essentially how to live in community and what that and what that looks like doing it like authentically and in a genuine way with your friendships with people you're letting into your life and really walking your relationship with god out with yeah and so that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get into it, they had a few kind of just for fun rapid fire questions they wanted us to answer and get into. So we're going to start with those. I'm really excited to answer. But let's go. The first one is this is for you. Name a celebrity slash influencer friendship or collab that you love. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. I'm, I'm a big I'm a big Marvel guy. Big Spider Man guy, you know, so I gotta I gotta take Zendaya and Tom Holland. You know what I'm saying? What? <laughs> Zendaya and Tom Holland. No, I think well, they might be a dating. couple. They're a couple, right? Yeah, but even just outside of that, they just go well together. And their interviews and you be seeing them, it's just it's You've a, watched an interview of them before? On Instagram. I watched a clip on no TikTok. No one watches crazy. full interviews. <laughs> That's of crazy. Actresses. Okay, I'll I'll take it. That's more of a couple but what about I, you? Uh it have to be Man, yours is a lot more better than mine. Nobody's gonna know mine, but it's these two people. They have a podcast called Million Dollars Worth of Game. They're older though. Um, their names oh, are Wallow, <laughs> Wallow, and Gilly. They're cousins, and they they work really well together. That's They're hilarious. That's their chemistry is insane. You can tell they really love each other. That's a good answer. You can see them do life together and all of that. So they kill it. I love that kind of like collab and that pair. But I'm a podcast fiend, so when I think about that, I can only think about only like think about podcasts. podcasts with co-hosts. <laughs> so yeah, I may have a better answer. I think anyone else who knows them would agree with you, though. That's right, a, that's, no, yeah. that's a good answer. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. next question: What is your best friend's middle name? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I, don't know. I, I saw this one. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. The first thing that came to my Ooh, head was Leon, though, bro. Who's Leon? <laughs> I don't know. No, nah, I don't know either. I have no idea. I don't so know, I, I don't, I I don't no know their middle name. Are yeah. we? Are we L friends? Are we? I don't know. I feel like that's a universal thing. I don't know you. Like if that's. Do you really? That know usually your... doesn't come up in conversation like that. No, nah, that's yeah. Out yeah. the blue, just oh, what's your middle name? Yeah. Like you know. Okay. <laughs> no, nah, but third one is: Would you rather have a best friend who has good sense of humor? But a terrible taste in music, fashion, food, and movies, or a best friend who has good taste in food, fashion, entertainment, but doesn't have a doesn't get any of your jokes. I gotta take the good sense of humor. 
That hey, I'm I'm a no, real yeah, that was easy. I'm a real playful dude. I, I like to make jokes. That so. was an easy one. Yeah, our and our friend group only makes jokes. Like That's a fact. Ninety percent of the time. So if you don't get it, like you can't even low key be. We can we this. can work on all the other stuff like right, the fashion. Yeah, yeah. We, we can get you we right get your with that. Right. Yeah, we'll business, expose man. you your food, but yeah, need the sense of humor. That's a must. All right. All right. Next question. So what is your lo- So what is your favorite low key way to spend time with with your friends? Uh, so I, I actually I got to think about this and it came to me. So it yeah. was. Honestly, because we just went to Top Golf literally yesterday. That was, was, that that was, was cool. super fun. So yeah. I would say something like that. Yeah. But also, I was thinking about like bowling, like skating, stuff like that. Laser tag. And I told you, it sounds real like it's given seventh grade, but <laughs> <laughs> those are no, really those fun are, though. Like yeah. going bowling because we we went bowling not too long ago. Too. Yeah, that was no, fire. those those that are good fire. answers. I'd probably say along the same lines. I'm a pretty easygoing guy. Like I could be good with like a couple of sticks. And what and is there else really to do? I mean, you can go out grab some food. That's you know on the saying? list too. Try, try, some, try, try a new spot. You know, see something new. I know a lot of people. If you into like lakes and stuff, that they'll go um, outdoor and all that. Uh, like you know, we went to stuff. lake house once. That yeah. was fire. Outdoor yeah. stuff is cool too. That's always cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh yeah. no, spades like uh, games. Oh, you know, uh, card games. One? Card games. Oh, card games. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. And what's that one that we played? Um, apples. Apples is cool. Apples. Apples. That is one's fire. fun. Yeah. I forgot the rest of them. What? Don't you have to like get like. Persuade or like something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fire. Yeah. yeah, that one's good. That one's good. But that that that's a good time. Yeah. All right. All and then last one is besides your immediate family, who knows you best? Oh, pro- probably the guys, John, John and Eric and them. You know, y'all seen? Yeah, them probably the gang. That the was guys. yeah outside of the family for Separate, sure, percent. But yeah, so those are the fire, the rapid fire questions. Yeah. Starting it off, just something fun. But go ahead and comment. One thing I want to know is what is your favorite low key thing to do with friends? Like you spending your time with your friends. Yep. What's your most favorite thing to do? It can be anything. Playing go- cards, you go fish, go karting, what whatever. You know what I mean? But like let, let us know. Like go fishing or go fish like the nah, game? No, go fish the game. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? Go fish the game. I need some nah. more hobbies though, so put those in the comments for fact, sure. Fact, fact, fact. But let's go ahead and tap in and get into it. Like I said, I'm hyped for this. Um, we've talked about community, the importance of like friendships platonically in terms of letting people into your life mm-hmm. and how important that is to you and your relationship with God, yeah. how you're even moving in your purpose, what you're called to do day to day. But I think this kind of takes it to like a different level because one thing we hear a lot, and I used to say, like I used to be in the position of like, it's like, yo, it's not that I don't want friends. I'm just trying to find them. Like, I don't know. Uh, how do you find like Christian friends? How do you get into community? What does that look like? Where do I go and find these people that are mm-hmm. like-minded that, you know, are really for real walking out of their relationship with God, right? right? And we have the same interest and they're not out doing things. That I'm not really trying to get into all of that. And I think that that's always one of the biggest questions and things that you have in your mind when you're in that season. And I think it's twofold because you have that. But once you kind of maybe get into a position where you may find someone that you're potentially looking to, like, you know, let into your circle, trying mm-hmm. to decide how much of yourself you should give or you're stepping into community for the first time. I think it's one of those things where you actually have to learn how to do life with people. Facts. And we talked about this once. I can't remember what episode, but it's like sometimes when we talk about like romantic relationships, like you and your boo thing, like, you yeah. know, who you crushing on. We always talk about like preparation for that. Like, okay, we talk about like getting ready for marriage and the engagement and having hard conversations and what that looks like in terms of bettering yourself and whatnot. But when it comes to relationships, like just basic friendships, it's something you just kind of like, you're just thrown into. Right. You just kind of, 
you kind of create what that looks like based upon like how it always has been for you, like mm -hmm. in the past, growing up in middle school, high school. But it's something that you really have to learn. And that's and that's something that I'm walking in right now. It's right. like, yo, like I actually there's not necessarily rules, but there's a way to there's a right way to do it, a healthy way to go about it and to make sure, sure. it's like it's the best. And I think one of the biggest things is one thing that we we had saw and read why this is a huge conversation is because we think about, I guess, studies that someone sent us is the fact that like our generation, we talk about like Gen Z, right? It's like, we're one of the most like loneliest generations in the history, like of the world. Just crazy. That the world's ever seen, even with all the ways we have like to connect, reach out to people, text, FaceTime, yeah. all of that. And, and it's kind of looking at, okay, like, dang, like, why is that? Right. You know what I mean? And cause a lot of people, I know I was in that position and sometimes still may even find myself feeling that way mm. but it's like okay like yo what even contributes to that being the case and how do you even like you know get out of it to step into community which is like the most important part of everything yeah i've actually been i mentioned this book i was reading in the previous episode called the ruthless elimination of hurry which is a fire book and this was actually one of the things that he was touching on is sort of like that contrast of isolation and community and like the importance of community and how we've kind of drifted away from that. And he was talking about how we live in a day and age where I could wake up one day and go the entire day without saying a single word to anyone. Like I can get all the things done on my to-do list I need to get done and not have any type of interaction, communication, talk with any, any yeah, person. Facts. Right. And he said um, in previous generations, you know, going back maybe hundred years or so, even maybe a little bit farther back, that wasn't really an option for them. Um, even when you think about, I guess, hunters and gatherers and things like you had to just with your daily responsibilities and things you had to do, had to come together with people to like get food and prepare the food and let's go build that and go do this. And you always had to be in a constant state of, you know, being in some sort of community or com camaraderie. Um, and it was as if they didn't have an option. A lot of their community was just in a natural flow of what they did. It was, it was involuntary. It was natural. It was like subconscious in a way. And I think getting to the point now where we have the option to isolate ourselves in, in, the, in the way that we are, I think is very dangerous. And our technical and our technological advancements and, you know, just the strides that we've made have kind of afforded us that option to do that. And in the same way that, living together was subconscious to previous generations i think isolation has become subconscious to us right now that it's an option on the table we are failing to realize that there has to be intentionality behind seeking out um friendship because like you said it's not something that you just fall just into. into yeah there's like there's a right way to do it but the thing is i think in previous generations it like i said it was natural so for them it was like less intentional because like they had to be in community but now to the point now we're to the point where we have to be intentional about it. It's not as natural. It's not as, you know, kind of it just happens. So that's something that we have to be cognizant of and realize. Yeah, because like you said, I think it's just more like the option piece. Yeah. And that's that's that that's something I've struggled with and go through as well, because even though you have these people around you that you can connect with, maybe talk to, it's like if you want to, you can you can do you. Yeah. Right. Like. Right. <laughs> And not have to speak, not really have to like get be engaged as you want to be as entertained as you need to be yeah. um, without like the company of other people. Mm -hmm. And that was crazy because I was just having this conversation and I was asking the people the same thing of like, yo, okay, like, why do you think this is? Yeah. And one thing that stuck out to me, some of the responses I got is the fact that 
we have the luxury of being on our own time now. Mm. Yep. Just like you said, yep. it's like I have the ability to just kind of like do what I want as I want, and it doesn't have to like really do have to do with anybody, anyone else. Right. I don't have to run it by anyone else, nor have to collaborate with or even run things by right. if I really don't need to. And also, like a big part of that is I like how you mentioned intentionality is because you when it even comes to being in relationship with somebody to any extent whatever that looks like like it takes work like it is effort and yeah. i think sometimes it's the fact that like we don't want to be inconvenienced and believe that we can do it all by ourselves right like it's that convenience aspect of like you know what like it may be faster for me just to like go ahead and just like mm-hmm. work on this and go get this done plan this Go make that happen and rather than having to go through all these hoops we feel like yeah. as like asking this person or going to them or trying to get advice or actually being vulnerable and open up yeah. you know like it's a lot convenient it's a lot more convenient for you just to be to yourself and sure. not confess and not be real and have to like show people who you really are right mm-hmm. or to even trust you know yeah and so i think that's a big part of it too is the fact that when it comes to just isolation, it's just like, yo, it's, it, sometimes it feels like it's easier. Mm-hmm. Like life is easier this way. Yeah. Right. And I don't have to be inconvenienced by the timing of other people. I don't have to be inconvenienced by the relationship of other people when it comes to having to text someone or mm-hmm. check in or actually set time aside to make friends or whatever that looks like. And the last thing that I had down was just the why of it all. I think a big part, as well as the fact that like people would rather stay lonely than risk getting hurt again. Mm-hmm. Because going off of what I mentioned, a big part of this is effort and intentionality. And a part of what that looks like is having to be vulnerable, to be open, to give a part of yourself, yeah. part of your heart, a part of like the things that sometimes you maybe don't want people to see or mm-hmm. You don't want people to know, but it's necessary in relationships and community. That's a fact. And so since, like, you know, a lot of people, like, in different scenarios or moments from trauma, whatever, like, you know, you've had people that have burned you in the past Mm -hmm. that have, like, really hurt you, that have really tried to, like, take advantage of that moment of vulnerability that you gave. And now it's like, you know what? It's easier for me just to stay here than the potential of me having to go through a whole nother healing process of, like, trying to get myself back right, right or anything like that. And I think what's what's even more dangerous about the fact that isolation is there's like a convenience to it is that I think there is like an undertone of benefit and even truth to the idea of being by yourself. I think even when you look at the life of Jesus, he had certain moments where he would go off to solitary places um, alone, like to be in his secret place and be alone with God. So I think in that sense, there is an, an important aspect of being on your own. But I think we get to the point where we abuse it and we overdo it. I think when you look at it in that way, there's a difference between solitude and isolation. I think what we're doing is more isolation Mm -hmm. and what you saw Jesus doing in his life was more solitude. And um, just to like kind of describe the difference, I actually saw this article online. I thought they described the difference pretty well. And it says loneliness is a sense of isolation that persists even when other people are present. Solitude, in contrast, is the choice to be alone and use that time either for reflection or simply enjoyment in one's own company. It's about being present with oneself rather than the lack of company. So with solitude, solitude 
Well, I guess the difference between the two is mainly like what your intention is behind the alone time. Like you said, I think a lot of people are trying to be more to themselves out of a fear, um, out of like, you know, a scar that they don't want to reopen or um, that's a lot of their hesitations. And I think with solitude, the intention is really more I'm just taking an intentional time away for the time being to kind of just sit with myself and God. So I think that's even where it gets confusing because some people are um, kind of blurring the two and people mm-hmm. think solitude is isolation when they're two totally different things. And once you get to the point where you're isolating yourself, that's dangerous. Exactly. Yeah. And that's something that I used to be big on is that whole solitude piece. Yeah. I don't think I used to initially call it that, but once I found the word, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, that was my scapegoat. <laughs> that was my out. Like, no solitude, fam. Like, I'm just working on me. I just like, like my solitude. Straight, right, bro. exactly. I like my alone time. That's another yeah, word. No, I love that. <laughs> the, the, the alone, I just need my alone time, like, just by myself. Yeah. And, you know, it's just even maybe that uh, I'm a misconception or thought of, like, okay, I can even improve me by myself. Like mm. I can, I can grow, I can challenge and I can get myself further mm. than what a group of people around me can help me get to. Right. right? Which is, which is such, such a, like so false, it's far from the truth, so far from yeah. it. And that was a big thing too. So even mm. understanding, all right, why okay why why is it important to even like actually have people in my life you know Mm -hmm. because for a long time there was a point I got to where it was like okay I've gone as far as I can by myself yeah and that was the 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 point in my life where it was just like all right I was having to realize okay why is it important for me to have people around me have community and actually have friendships that are going to like help me grow right and do I really need other people Right. And that was a question that I was like going through and having to like ask myself and walk through. Yeah. I think with the why behind why, and I think with the why, the why behind why, I know crazy. I'm a bot. I'm a bot, bro. <laughs> and I think in terms of the why, something that I had to realize in my own personal life, because I did used to be that person that would isolate myself and like dress it up as like, oh, like I'm just, you know, I'm to myself. That's right, just my right. personality. We tried to use that as a scapegoat mm, too. That's, yeah, that's just that's part of my personality. personality. I'm just right. introverted um, and things of that sense, which I get, you know, there's truth to that, but isolation is never the answer. So what I had to learn with myself is that, like you were saying, there's a certain level of growth that can only come with inviting other people into your life. Um, and to my prior example with just previous generations, when you look at um, the things that we've been able to create, it all came on the back end of collaboration. Everything that you see, like this mic, the cameras that we're filming on, all that came on the back end of collaboration with people and seeing all the growth and advancement we've been able to achieve externally when we came together on one accord. Imagine what the effects of collaboration are internally because growth as a result of us coming together is just as true internally as it is externally. I think it's twofold in that sense. And I think that's the way that God created us. So when you're looking at the fact that you literally can't do anything, I think we could all acknowledge the fact that a lot of the inventions that we have, like the phone, like all these things had to come on the back end, like I said earlier, of people coming together with ideas and um, you know, inspiration and all of them coming together had to create this. So if we can all come together and realize that we also have to understand on a deeper level that that same phenomenon remains true for our internal and spiritual lives. So just as much advancement we can make with, um, 
I guess external progression is the same thing that we can do like within ourselves. And I think it's even more vital and important that we have community for more like our souls and our spirits outside, like even compared to outside of that. Yeah. Right. And one of the other things that I had to learn was, okay, the fact of when we talk about even, okay, God's like original design in terms of like how he created us and what that looked like and what we needed to survive. Like what I put down is like, we can't do life by ourselves because we were literally not created to. Mm-hmm. So like anytime we're just trying to like, you know, maybe step into isolation and forego community, we are literally like moving against God's like original di- design for yeah. us, you know? So like living outside of community is something we can attempt to do, but we'll always be operating at like a deficit in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, like we won't ever reach everything we need to or get everything out of life that we need to um if we're just doing it by ourselves because that's not how we were created so when you think about you know if my macbook right here right if it decides like if it had the ability to choose that it wanted to now operate as an ipad or an apple watch right now it could attempt to it could try right but at that point it at that point it would not be operating at its full potential or what it was actually created to do yeah. because um, it's outside of its original design. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So it's almost like, you know, if a, a fish can try and like live outside of water. Yeah. I can try. Like it can go, it can go on the sand. Mm-hmm. It can get, it, you know, get on the grass outside the lake. Right. But it's only going to be like, be able to move, operate and live life at a very limited capacity. Mm-hmm. Because because it's not in what it was originally designed to be in. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just as the water, what the water is to the fish is what community is to us. Like, it is what we need to continue to grow, to continue to function, you know? And sometimes we've been outside of having people around us and even having friendships and relationships and speaking to people, hanging out, or even being open that we've gotten so accustomed to land right that we forget that we were actually meant Mm -hmm. for water so it's like it's and that was where i was at like i when i actually started finding friends and i had that community i literally didn't even know what to do with it like for the first part of like that particular friendship i was still isolating myself yeah you know what i mean and i wasn't as open and i wasn't communicating the way i needed to it's because I literally didn't know what life looked like outside of me doing me, mm-hmm. right? Going days, weeks, maybe, and not even having to really speak to nobody, you know? Yeah. And so we can get so accustomed to that, we think that is our normal, you know? But we need to take a step back into what we were originally meant to be in, and we realize, oh, wait, this is what it was actually supposed to look like. Yeah, You know, it's like when you have that aha moment and you feel it, like the difference in yourself, your mm-hmm. peace, yeah. your clarity, the way you even see God and yourself. Um, and it's just like, oh, well, like, why would I ever go back? Like, mm-hmm. why? Like, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it wouldn't it, it wouldn't even be the same. You got to get off the land. That's so fire. I think many of us in that way, like you've just been talking about, are living like handicapped lives. Like, I think subconsciously because mm-hmm. we're meant for the water. You got to get back in right. the water. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fact. Get back in the water. That's a fact. So... What does that look like living in community, which is what I was saying that, okay, I have, I've, I've had, I had to learn, yeah. you know, cause maybe you've 
been in a moment and like I was where it was just like, man, you were in the a wilderness, right? You were just yeah. <laughs> you was yeah. out here just on your own, right? On on timing, on path, without any any voices coming mm-hmm. in, coming out to help assist anything like that. And now you're you're getting into that. So in your opinion, what is the difference between like friendships, acquaintances, and community or people you really like you really do life with? Yeah, so I guess I'd say because I at one point or another I was that person that was isolating themselves, like I mentioned earlier. And now that I'm looking at my life from this point in hindsight, now that I actually have community, I think the main difference between those people that I kind of just had around as peers, because, you know, you go to school and you have your peers and just people that you, I guess, share that common space with for a period of time in your day. Um, And I think at one point or another, I thought that was community. I thought that was friendship. But looking back at on it now, it took a lot of intentionality to actually get to the point where I'm not at now where I actually have community. So the difference between who I was then and who I am now was mainly a decision. And when it comes to my community and the friendships that I have around me, um, we've been talking about intentionality here and there throughout the episode. And I think that's really what it was. Um, it took a lot of intentionality to cultivate a community. Um, and it took, it took a decided mind. Like I said, a decided mind to make deeper connections with your peers and invite them into your life. That is really what will differentiate a peer and an acquaintance. That's hard. Say that again. It will take a decided mind to make a deeper connection with your peers and invite them into your lives. And that is the differentiator between acquaintances and people that you just have around and people that are in your life walking with you actively. And this is something that you see mirrored in um, throughout the Bible in the early church and the early disciples. Um, this is mentioned actually in Acts 12 or referenced Acts twelve five, and this was right after Peter had gotten out of prison and he goes to Mary's house. So in verse 12, it says, I'll read it for you guys. When he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, where many were gathered together praying. So the main focus I want to be on this verse is when it says they were gathered together praying. So in the early church and back in those days, you didn't have a church going on a thing. Back in the early days, you didn't have a church on every corner like we do now. So what they would do is they would literally invite people. It was quite literal when I'm saying invite people into your lives. The way that they did is they would invite people into their lives, into their homes to gather together for services and prayer and worship. Um, and that's just the same thing that I had to mirror in my life. That's what the, that inta- that's what that intentionality looked like was inviting people in. And um, that's something that I've always just tried to apply to my own life. Nah, yeah. That's good. I'm not gonna lie, that's fire. I know already. I, I know you ran it back, but what what was that? <laughs> I said it takes a decided mind to right. make deeper connections with your peers and invite them into your life. Decided mind for deeper connections. Yeah, that's a decided tough. mind. That's tough. And to go to that, I kind of like the question because it was like a lot of us don't have friends. We have acquaintances. Mm. And I like it because sometimes it's important to know the difference between the two. Um, Because it's like we have people that we'll give our time to, but we never actually give a piece of our heart to. Mm. Right? And so it's like sometimes we can think that time spent, like time spent doesn't always 
equate to like actual quality time. That's a fact. And so like there's this misconception that just because you spend a lot of time with a particular person or like a group of friends that you have at school or, you know, people that you maybe have lunch with yeah. or, you know, your lunch break at work, like whatever, uh, means that you're actually like close to them, mm-hmm. you know? But it's one of those things where like time doesn't necessarily create like intimacy. Like you mentioned yeah. and what I have down, it's like vulnerability does, right? Because you can be around a group of people, right, that you don't know. You can spend a lot yeah. of time with people that you don't know. You know, I remember like the friends that I may have had like in middle school and high school that I saw every single day, yeah, all the time. We had lunch together, right? After school, we spent time together before we went home and like, you know, when I think about it, it's like, wow, like, I spent a lot of time with them, but I didn't really know them. For real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. intimacy is, like, to know, like, to really, like, come to, or even feel comfortable coming with them. Like, it being, like, a safe space to be like, mm-hmm. oh, no, like, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. It was more like time was, like, that common denominator or whether, like, I was acknowledging that, oh, this is, like, my friend or not. You know right, what I mean? So right. I think that the difference between the two when we talk about acquaintances, friendships versus real community and people you do right life with is the space that it creates. So it's like community, the way I see it now is I I just don't have fun and enjoy and do life with you in terms of just like playing around, joking, mm-hmm. going out, doing activities, fun things, like but we actually have hard conversations as well. Mm-hmm. Like you challenge me, you help yep. me grow and there's a space here where I feel very much comfortable coming and being like, yo, like, no, this is what's happened. This is what I'm struggling with. This is what's really going on. And we can talk that out too. So I think that for me, when I think about it, it's almost like a mix of both. You know what I mean? Into that, that distinguishing factor is that vulnerability and just like transparency and that deeper connection, like you mentioned for real. So that's what I would say. And I think, I think, but along with that, what would be even more like, I guess, characteristics of community, right? So like, we know kind of the distinction between the two, but what are, but what are some characteristics of a healthy group of people who are doing life together? I think for me, really one of the biggest ones on the list is selflessness, um, which is followed by a bunch of different ones, but I really want to stop here for a second because there's this verse in Acts 2, 44 through 47 that I think shows this so clear. Um, So I'm going to read it for you guys. It says, And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. So what I love about this verse is like, it's literally saying they were selling their belongings to people like people they didn't even know. Like this wasn't family. They were selling their belongings and putting it all together to to get proceeds for everyone. Whenever, whenever anyone had a need, someone would be like, okay, yeah, I can sell this. And like, I got you. And I feel like selflessness was such a huge part of why their community was so like tight knit and strong is because of the selflessness. And I just thought that verse is just so crazy because I mean, these days, I don't think you're seeing such displays of selflessness in that way, if much selflessness at all. So I think that's really a big one on the list. Yeah. And I had the same thing in the verse that I had was in Philippians 2, 3, but it says, 
Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. And so going along to that point of selflessness, when we talk about what does community really look like, it looks like honoring and almost serving as well, Yeah. right? Like those who are around you that you have in your inner circle that you're doing life with. It's mm-hmm. not just always about what you can take and what you can get from ex- little John John. <laughs> John, John. <laughs> um, and always about your needs or what's going on, not yeah. to neglect them at all, but also understanding that this, this is a collective of people like sharpening one another as well. You exactly. know what I mean? So I think that's a big part. And then another thing I had down that I feel like correlates is when I think about community, it would be like displaying like honor and humility right mm-hmm. and so yeah. romans twelve ten talks about this and it says be devoted to one another in love honor one another above yourselves and in verse 16 it says live in harmony with one another do not be proud but be willing to associate with people of low position do not be conceited and i think this is important because what this really looks like is whenever you're doing real life with somebody or with people um, there's going to be moments where you're going to have to humble yourself mm-hmm. in the sense of it's going to be, oh, I was wrong. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. That may have came off the wrong way. I may not see it the way you did, but I'm still sorry anyway. Yeah. Like it's a lot of, it's a lot of humility and putting your pride aside of like, always wanting to be right you mm-hmm. know what i mean because maybe like you know especially if you're coming into it for the first time like you've only ever had your perspective being open um so i would say like being open to what other people have to say how they're seeing things and even how they may feel even if you don't think it is warranted you know what i mean yeah. it's like yeah why'd you trip over that right like why like why was this even a big deal because to me oh like you took two days to respond yeah. and like to me like that's normal i don't understand that why are you tripping like no it's like putting your pride aside humility um in terms of acknowledging other people yeah. um what has happened what they go through conflicts in this relationship or whatever that looks like and you know honoring them with that so that's what i would say yeah that's um, good yeah yeah that's good i think another one i would add to the list is um consistency and quality time I'm gonna have a verse in Hebrews ten twenty four that says, "And let us consider, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward loving and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching." Right. So this part that I'm really highlighting is like not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, um, because we talked about how many people see friendships. You briefly talked about how many people see friendships. As, you know, people that you're just having fun with and, you know, getting a laugh out of. But on on the other end of that and on a deeper level, friendships are really about, you know, having the hard conversations and people that can hold you accountable and people that can give you advice and kind of point you back to God. But sometimes what I see is you see some people on the other extreme of that where some of their connections are literally just people they're asking advice for um, are going to advice for and people that are only holding them accountable but I think it's a balance of that as well as quality time and like those moments where you are just coming together and doing things like we mentioned earlier like the low-key things we like doing hanging out with 
you know, our friends doing those things as well as having accountability, I think is twofold. So I think pointing out the fact that quality time is a very intricate part of it as well is is important to the list. Right. And then also when we talk about accountability. So I think it's important. And the foundation of all community and when you're doing life with people is the fact that they have to be pushing you closer to your purpose to challenge you and what God's called you to do, what he wants you to be doing, and more importantly, to look more like him. Like, that's what it is all about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if they're not helping you grow, then they're just keeping you where you're at or pulling you yep. pulling you further back from where you actually need to be. So that accountability to check in and be like, oh, well, like, I know you said that you were, this was your vision for this year. Or you know what, like, you know, you wanted to get this done this week in school or you wanted to make sure by the end of this month at work, like, this was done. Like, I'm checking in. Like, yo, have you, you working on that? Like, what's mm -hmm. the progress? Like, you know what I mean? How you feeling about it? Like, are we, is that still the plan? Like, that's what that looks like. Um, and I think that is the baseline, that barometer for what it all is supposed to be. When I talked about earlier growth, because we think we can do it by ourselves, like mm -hmm. these people are supposed to pour into our lives to help us um, to move forward, right? And something that we've mentioned before is the fact that relationships are kingdom currency in yeah. the sense of like anything, anytime God wants to get anything to you, it's always going to come in the form of a person, right? So when we're praying for provision or when we're praying for um, promotion or elevation, like it's always going to come in the form of relationship. It's going to come in a phone call, an email, like, yeah. oh, you just got this scholarship or this fund or this job opportunity. But it's always going to come through um, people. You know what I mean? And so yeah. even your growth, right? So you said, God, like, I want to I want to grow in, in my patience and my love. And then someone shows up at your front door. You know what I mean? Like, and then you see start, start seeing people like just – come in to your life and all of that and so always keeping that in mind too yeah but say that i say that to say is the fact that your growth is not just of course it's your decision but it's going to be paired along with the community and the people that are going to push you toward that as well yeah exactly so that's what accountability comes in which i think is major yeah major so yeah so okay tell so tell me for you personally how has having like other Christians in your life impacted your own walk with Jesus? Um, I say really the main way that that comes to my mind is I think it's 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 helped me mirror the life of Jesus and become closer to his image, because I think as a believer, that is one of my main goals is to become closer to his image and the example that he set out for me. And this was another thing that was mentioned in the book that I talked about earlier, the ruthless elimination of hurry. And he was talking about in John 14, six, when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And he was really breaking down this verse because Jesus here is saying um, that he is what he's saying by I'm the way, the truth and life is that he is the way to the father, which it says in the verse. But the author broke down the way, the truth and the life. And he talked about how, Many of us want the life of Jesus. We look at what he did through the scriptures and all the amazing things that he accomplished, and we want that life. And we look at his truth as something that's, you know, desirable as well. Like we want to have knowledge, we want to have wisdom, but sometimes we often neglect his way. And the verse is saying like he is the way, the truth, and the life, and you need to take all three to collectively 
be the closest you can to the image that he gave us. So I say all that to say this. It's helped me come closer to his life because it's it's kind of um, integrated me more into his way because a part of his way and the way that he lived his life was in community, right? So he had his 12 and even deeper than that, he had his three that were more intimate. And so he had his community. So I think as a believer, if you are trying to become more like him, you need that community because because even he even he had that circle and those people around him. So in that sense, that is one of the main ways that it has helped me in my walk is it's helped me become closer closer to his truth and his life because it's it's you know further thrown me into like the way that he lived his life if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and that's crazy because so you're saying more okay like it's helped you mirror Jesus. What I had down it's actually helped <laughs> helped me see him. <laughs> mm. It's helped it's helped me see him and it showed me more of what. Christ looks like yeah. in every area and more importantly I put down what Christ's love looks like right mm-hmm. so I have a verse right here it says it's in 1st John 4 11 through 12 dear friends since God so loved us we ought to love one another no one has ever seen God but if we love one another God lives in us and his love is made perfect in us which I think is a crazy verse when we think about it yeah. no one's ever seen God but if we love one another God lives in us mm-hmm. and his love is made complete what in us so one thing that community has done for me in terms of bringing me closer to god and impacting my walk that's been the biggest thing it's like yo like i actually get to see i i see firsthand you know what i mean like so when you think about all right you know of course like god being like a spirit and may not have like that ability to actually come and like physically comfort you mm-hmm. like in the time that you need to like i've s- been able to see god through other people yep. in my walk like Whenever I've made a mistake and I've been low at my lowest point, like I've been able to see God in the encouragement and the and the help and the grace and the mercy and just the genuineness of the people who have been around me to actually bring me and pick me back up. You know, like and it could only have been God through yeah. them being able to actually be there for me right. in those moments. And so that's what it's done for me. So it's shown mm-hmm. me more of who he is um, and how he's always with me and how he really does work through people yep. to be a representation of who he is. You know what I mean? So That's I good. think yeah. that within itself has been like crazy for real. I like that. That's a fire point. What was that verse? First John 4. I like that. 11. First John 4, 11 through 12. That's the one. But yeah, that's the one right there. So all right, last, last one. One more. So we no, I mean we we haven't done this in a minute. Oh, let's do and it. it. And this and this ties in perfect. Okay, so okay. what what do you have? What you gonna leave the people off with? What what, it, what, it, what is the closing remarks? The things you want to say, oh, right? So what advice would you give to anyone today that's trying to be in community now, mm-hmm. live in friendship, do life yeah. together with other people in a real way, like a for, like for real for real. Mm-hmm. I would say. Just, uh, you know, as a cherry on top, uh, the add on everything that I've been saying is hmm. I think sometimes we mentioned earlier, you can find a lot of comfort being on your own and you can find yourself being addicted to that, that comfortability and solace that you find in silence and being on your own. Um, and sometimes putting that to the side to be in community is more difficult than not. Um but I will say, once you get to the point where you're making that conscious decision, like we've been saying, that decision and being intentional and understanding that 
sometimes you're not going to feel like it. I think that's something I want to I want to specify and talk about. Like sometimes you're not going to feel like answering that call or feel like, you know, making that quality time, but understand that on the back end it's all going to be worth it. I've seen it in my own life. Like it's going to produce fruits that you've never seen. Um so I want to say that although there's going to be a hesitation that it isn't a bad thing because I think sometimes we take hesitation as a sign that it's something that we should be running from. Um but I want to say like don't don't take that, you know, friction that you're kind of feeling with mm-hmm. that decision as a sign that you should just run away from it and that you should avoid it. So I guess that's 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 what I leave the people off with and the advice I'd give them for, you know, finding community. No, yeah, that's good. No, yeah, and I'd say, and I just want to, what was the one thing you said earlier? Decided decision. What was that? A decided decision. <laughs> it takes a decided mind. Uh it takes a decided mind to make deeper connections. No, nah, it was more to it. Yeah, yeah, it says it takes a decided mind to make deeper connections with your peers and invite them into your life. It takes a decided mind to make deeper connections with your peers and to invite them in. Yep. So, yeah, I would just say be decided and make that decision every day because it's a, it's a decision as well to be in community. Especially once you already have it around you and you yeah. have people who want to be there, who want to help challenge, to help grow, to help love, do all those things for you. It's a decision every day to still stay engaged, to still be plugged in, to still be open and vulnerable because it's only going to work if you do. Mm. Like it, it has to be that decision of like, you know what, like, you know, like you said, even though I may not feel it today, like I honestly would, and I'm always in this position, I'd honestly rather not drive and get to this function or right. I'd rather stay in and just do my thing and watch Netflix. And it's not because anything negative, like I don't want to spend time with them. You know what I mean? Like sometimes again, it's a convenience thing, Yeah. but still making that decision anyway and prioritizing it. Right. Cause if you don't make time for your friends, you'll lose them and making that a priority yep. and not just an accessory, right? This is a necessity to your life. Mm-hmm. So once you start seeing it that way, and not in terms of like something you just check off for a chore, but knowing it's so vital and these people are like, you know, a handmade tailor to your season where you're at right now. Yeah. It changes everything. It does. A decided mind. A decided mind. Let's get it. Let's go. Y'all know what it is. Well, look, we love y'all. Appreciate you for tuning in, man. Y'all do y'all think this weekend, almost summer. Yeah. About to turn, <laughs> it's almost summer 23, so we there. But y'all know what it is. Stay you. Stay real. And stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much love. Much love.